The cigar, yeah. Good morning, New Eden. Today is October 1st, 2023, and this is the Federation Frontline Report. We are pirating in to this broadcast from the Hey Dealies HQ, and we have one of the coolest fucking Galente saviors of the entire universe, Mr. Corvus, with us today. Uh, actually, he's, uh, he's with uh, one of the best fucking uh, Keldari groups out there. Is oh, uh, look at that! Look at that! He's representing here. We got special docking access for him over here into HQ today. Tell me, Corvus, how's it going, man? It's going pretty good, man. Uh, thank you for having me on uh, what should be the enemy's podcast, but we're good <laughs> at the moment. We uh, are I'm really good. <laughs> I'm feeling welcome. I'm just about to ping out the uh, the stream on Discord as well. On oh. my Discord, that is. <laughs> Yeah, we got the nice little announcement channel, but it's early for a lot of us. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but we definitely uh, know people will be watching um, the podcast, but uh, we'll see who we can get in here to chat with us. Because um, I'm sure that there's some people that will got some questions for you. And we always like to field a little bit of questions from the audience. But uh, tell us, so first off, of uh, who you fly for, what do you do in EVE Online right now? Um, so, in-game, I'm known as Corvus Onzo. Uh, I'm the CEO uh, and leader of Mercury Arms Inc., uh, which is a small corporation in Kaurari Faction Warfare. Um, small, I mean, it's a relative term, we're about 30 people. Um, so, yeah, small. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're currently uh, on the front lines in EHA and uh, OICX. And, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, having a good a good good amount of fun we're a bunch of veterans of faction warfare uh, a lot of us played back in the day from 2014 2013 and even before that some of some people so uh yeah it's uh it's good fun all around 
Awesome. Yeah, glad to hear. Glad to see you out in space anytime that I do see you. Um, you guys are pretty badass and uh, always have uh, good fights with you guys. And we got to meet at FanFest uh, for, for real life and kept on bumping into each other, kept on having good, really great conversations, man. I, I loved uh, hanging out and just talking with you. Wish I could have got it to a bar with you, but it was always outside of the convention center that we were always talking, which kind of had like a bar, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's good. You you were always recognizable via the beret. <laughs> I was always recognizable by the puffs of vape smoke that came out. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to take us on the uh, way back machine here. And uh, if you'd step right in and just uh, put in the coordinates for the first time that you started getting into eve like what the hell got you into eve and what time was that so i was interested in eve before i could actually play it um so back when i was eight or nine years old um my father used to take me out he was a bit of an audiophile so he would go out to electric electronics stores and go and buy hi-fi parts and speakers and stuff like that we went to an electrical store at the time it was called maplins and on the discount bin there was a game called eve online and i'd read about this game before in pc gamer mag and it was like an art it was like not even a front page or even a feature it was like an, a small article on page like 110 or something like that <laughs> and um read about it and then i recognized that i bought the game took it home put it into our uh state-of-the-art compact pc at the time with our dial-up internet connection and um yeah the game wouldn't run so i spent like the next like couple of weeks just looking over like the in-game manual and reading stuff about bloodlines and education stuff and then sort of put it down uh for for a good while until around 2012 2013 when i started this character so when was um, uh, when was it when you grabbed it? Was that two thousand three then, or no? It would have had to. Well, yeah. So it'd been like probably what two thousand. Yeah, it was like two thousand. Yeah, something like that. But obviously, I did, I wasn't able to play it. So, so, so it was kind of like a pipe dream of like, oh, <laughs> this, this looks really cool. Um, the real shame is, is obviously when we went to FanFest, there was like documentaries on those. You know, there was only thirty thousand of those hard copies, and for the life of me, I cannot find the hard copy that I had at that time. So oh. I've lost one of those. No. which really really hurts me um but yeah so started playing in around 2013 um got my ass handed to me uh stopped playing for about four or five months and then got myself a proper gaming pc it was an alienware i know don't hate me it was an <laughs> alienware pc um and started playing from there and and joined a a independent sort of industry corp i guess at the time we were doing stuff like wormholing and a bit of everything really and then we ended up in mimitar faction warfare and then that's when it sort of kicked off for me eventually so, moving back to kaldari so it, uh when did you join the mimitar faction warfare uh i'm gonna have to delve into my corp history here because like <laughs> it's been <laughs> it's, so it's, long it's yeah i know how that goes and uh yeah i i've also used uh the corp history i actually um, back when we had a wiki, which uh, you can still access, I think, like to a certain degree, but it's not really a wiki anymore. Um, I was I'd go through my entire corp history and come up with my NPC story, you know, or my my 
my I guess PC story, not because I am a playable character by playable by me. So, uh, but uh, it came up with, like a backstory of like why you know I was in each corporation, what was going on, and, um, and it's fun to go back into the way you know back machine and kind of look at those actual dates. And I'm really glad that we have. A, a solid way of finding out like where the fuck was i in 2000 and you know 15 like <laughs> it, it was a little bit weird so so i joined uh, a group called uh Triacus industries and basically what happened is is the leader went for a series of um he was a, he was a, a veteran of the game he'd been playing since t- 2003 um so he had all the money in the world he, he knew well, he thought he knew everything. And um, basically, the first couple of corporations were just different iterations of the same group that he had made up until 20, 2015. Um, we went into faction warfare. And then he, uh, in Mimitar, he then left. I spent a little bit of time in Tribal Liberation Force, like three days, and then went straight into Hoplite Brigade. Okay. Um, which, was, which was pretty cool. I was there for less than a month and um, then discovered that being the only Kaldari pilot and the only Kaldari ship in a fleet is probably a bad thing. You stick out um, like a Thorsum uh, a little bit, you know, there's yeah, lots exactly. of stabbers running around. Or were, So were they flying primarily like uh, Mimitar uh, ships at that time? Um, yeah, Mimitar and Amar was back in the day when a group called Dead Terrorists were in Oh, I know Dead Warfare. Yep, I remember yeah, Dead that Terrorists. Yeah, when they were in Faction Warfare. They actually unlocked the first Dreadnought I ever saw on, on a fleet fight. It was it was on, I think it was in Huala or Rausha or something like that. Some like, system around that area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, but it was like, uh, well, I'm just going to get primary. I didn't really understand what was going on in those big fleet fights like i was on comms but i didn't understand anything that was going on I was just like oh i'll just burn towards the enemy just you know <laughs> see what happens um and then when i came over to faction warfare space um i got killed immediately <laughs> as a solo faction warfare guy and then um joined uh the Molnair block uh which was part of an alliance called the block back in the day so i was there from 2015 to 2020 and that was uh, the Kaldari that you moved over to at that point? That was the Kaldari Alliance, yeah. Okay. So what was the, the idea behind switching over to from the Mimitar then over to the Kaldari? I mean, were you, and w- w- I guess, start off first, why did you join the Mimitar first? Like, was that you wanted to fight the slavers, you were role-playing, or was what was your your ideas behind that? Um, I'd love to say it was one of those, but it wasn't. It was purely a, a question of where we were at the time as a corporation, both geographically and, and as oh. a, a group. So this was um, a corporate decision that you kind of got dragged into. Um, were you... Yeah, I mean, I was I was wanted to do it because I wanted to get into PvP. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the easiest way of doing that at that time and the closest thing was factional warfare. So... Um, as a group, we decided we wanted to do PvP, um, and the easiest way of doing that was to do Faction Warfare, and we lived just next to Amamaki at the time, so the, that, that was logically, you know, the, the thing we went for. Um, and then moving back, I mean, when, when that corporation died, it was a case of, right, so I'm by myself, there isn't really many Kaldari ships available around here without having to go to and from a um a trade hub and i didn't have a hauling alt at the time so it was a case of 
you know, when I moved back over to Caldari, I literally loaded everything into like a Korax and sold everything else off and just slow burned over over to the Caldari war zone. It was, uh, and that's how I died. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, uh, when you were in Faction Warfare and you didn't have a Hauler alt, um, and I see this a lot with a lot of people being like, hey, of course I'm going to join the Caldari because I get access to Jitta. Is there any issues that you guys have with uh, being in a war deck uh, that, I mean, please help you, but, like, there's ways around that shit. Um, because I personally, like, am like, why the fuck are you in high sec, you crazy fucker? Like, that's how you die, like, for no reason whatsoever with really expensive shit because you're moving expensive stuff around, um, you know, trying to get it to the war zone. I'm going to bring, like, 50 fits over, you know, all of a sudden that gets blown up. Have you had any problems with that in, in high sec? Um... No, actually, to be honest, because <laughs> when I when I joined Block and I joined uh, Molnay Block, which was the the executing alliance for that for that alliance, it was the the, the, the leading corporation, sorry, uh, for that alliance. Um, my world got flipped upside down because the leadership were very. I mean, as with any faction warfare alliance, as I know now, but back in the day, it was it was a shock. You know, I got given got given free ships. I got offered a freighter service to get my stuff in from Jita. Um, I was told that you know I was given set skill plans, not skill plans as they are now, but like mm -hmm. old school skill plans on a spreadsheet. <laughs> you know, that was that was met, emailed to me, um, and. Um, the whole structure around it was you would go, you'd be start of as a, of a line member, but you, then you'd specialize into something. So I specialized in um, being an interceptor pilot or scout, uh, which is how I got into kiting and, and stuff like that. Great um, starter uh, thing to do if you're you're getting used to And you've done some fleet stuff before this, right? But this is like the first time you, is this when you got really hardcore into it? Or have you already been feeling like, you really knew what was going on, and this was the time to step up as the scout. Um, absolutely not. No, actually, before this, it was, it was literally. I would. I would probably say. You would probably say uh, I was more like one of the sort of random militia members that would just join a fleet and not the really liability. On. <laughs> yeah, the cannon fodder. <laughs> as it were. Um, but um, yeah, when when I joined them, I mean, I think I'm not. I'm not going to look up the Zeke kill stat now, but looking at it, I think. From the month before I joined, I was sitting at around maybe five or six kills. And my first month in uh, the Alliance, in the Block Alliance, um, I was up to about 85 to 89 kills that month. Of wow. Joining. Okay, yeah. So that's, that's um, so a was, substantial a jump. Complete, yeah, it was a complete switch over. And I started doing solo stuff. I started learning how to uh, kite, how to fly ships, how to FC. Um, and it, it, that was a major turnaround point for me, which is why nowadays when, when I'm talking about Faction Warfare and when I'm talking about um, how people should start in Faction Warfare, it's, it's absolutely, you've got to join, got to join corporations, you've got to join alliances, because that, that's the only way you will learn. Um, EVE is a very social ball game, as we all know, but if you want to get the most of it, it, have to be, it has to be enjoyed with, with other people. Yeah, and yeah. I take that one step further and say, not just join a corporation, but then start joining the fleets. Like, if you really want to know what's going on and learn the war zone and stuff, it can be really uh, disheartening to go out and do solo work when you're not really a good solo worker. Unless you're willing to just throw 100 ships, and I say you should be, throw 100 ships into solo 
and just watch them get blown up and you will learn after you've blown up about 100 of the same ship you might know a little bit of how it's how to use it and what not to take it up against and stuff um also we have Canuck down under shouting out about the amar victory uh he's a long time listener love you Canuck. um definitely uh you know we we might disagree about who needs the, the victory but uh but always glad to have you here um but yeah, so awesome. So you, you started uh, hanging out, uh, started getting into some good fleet fights, getting some good kills. Um, so why why leave the Alliance? What, what ended up uh, changing up uh, at some point? Um, so fast forward around five years, um, things started to turn on us. Um, so we the Alliance was part of a coalition of alliances. Um, so... We were in a coalition with a alliance called Hakon. There was a couple of other smaller alliances, uh, but our main ally was was Templus Kalsif. Mm-hmm. And I remember those time, guys well. Yeah, <laughs> at the time, um, they were moving towards more of a looking at doing alliance tournament stuff. They were more on content generation than system control. Um, which is a fair thing to say, you know, not everybody likes spinning buttons for hours on end. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we then had, um, groups like snuffed out and a couple other pirate groups as well, come into the war zone. Um, that didn't help us as well. We had a lot of infrastructure destroyed moons, uh, Astra houses and stuff like that. And the entire coalition as a, as a whole started losing structures. Um, we had, we had a fort we lived out of a fort at the time in, in Eha and um they came after it I think two or three times and I think it was like ridiculous ridiculous like a complement of ships and some of those like mercurial fleets versus like rattlesnake fleets um there was you know people like Pandemic Horde were in fights we had Exodus we had uh Project Snuffbox back in the day, which was Project Mayhem and uh Snuffed Out um <laughs> in a coalition together. Um, Project Snuffbox, that's <laughs> Yeah. Um it was yeah, it was it was there were well, there was a scope for big fights, but only if you had a big fleet to back you up. Um on sort of day to day, you know, you would get a couple of titans dropped on you and you'd be flying caracals. So it's like very specific um, content uh, points where content generation happens. Um, so in the end, we decided that we weren't going to survive this. So we decommissioned the Fort Azar in Eha and and left. And um, what happened is, is we had a meeting and the court, different corporations all separated out to go do their own thing. Um, Block went to go and they joined um, Shadow Cartel. And okay, yep. we moved with Shadow Cartel to secede Niamh Mimitar Warzone. We stayed there for, I want to say about three or four months, and then they moved down to Asa, uh, which is near, which is on the other side of Highsec from, from the Mimitar and Amar Warzone. And then from there, we moved as a corporation to join Templis, which at that point was part of Wrecking Crew down in Providence. Um, and then at that point, I decided I was going to leave the, the corporation because nobody wants to travel 10 jumps through high sec to go get low sec content and no sec solo pvp is is a little bit balked sometimes so it was a case of um 
for my own content, my own personal sort of, you know, happiness and enjoyment playing the game, I, I moved. Yeah, I know how and, that goes um, with the, the long jumping kind of stuff. Is It's one of the reasons why I, I got pulled, I jumped into, like, Faction Warfare as soon as it kind of came out, uh, you know, and been playing the game for a long time, was in 0.0 with Interstellar Alcoholic Conglomerate back in the Great War of 2006, I think that was, 2007. And uh, there was some just, oh, Mr. Unlucky, how's it going, man? Good to have you here. Uh, we got Master Corvus uh, with us doing an interview. But, uh, you know, one of the things about uh, being out in 0.0 was just, I mean, we didn't have to go through high sec, which is, you know, even more fucked up. Um, but the, like, just going 20, 30 jumps to kind of find content, um, or just sitting in a super fleet, just waiting for somebody to fuck up and get caught so that we can go in and save them. Although that's kind of cool. I was like, I want to go out and find some fights. Like, I don't want to just sit here and wait. Um, and there's nothing like faction warfare. Fucking nothing like faction warfare when it comes to just undock, maybe right in the system that you're in. And then, bam, you are, like, fucking killing shit either one or two, maybe three jumps away. Uh, like, we do, like, the pipeline, you know, or we go up to, like, the farthest is to go to go up to OICX from Hadeelis. Um, Fucking Triglavian gate camps, too. Those are bitches. But, uh, but, yeah, so I feel you when it comes to, like, why would you stay with something when you've got to go a shit ton of jumps to go and find a fight? Like, let's just live where the battles are at, right? Yeah, I mean, um, after after that, I joined uh, a group, an alliance called Ghostbirds, um, and that was towards the point where Galmiel was starting to take the entire war zone. They were the last sort of Galmiel element left in Endaluri. Um, okay, yeah. Before before Galmiel took the war zone, so I joined those guys, and um, those this were really a, good. This was after the Triglavian like cutoff of uh, that that high sec uh, to. Um, it was during it was actually during oh okay um because we moved to prasari which is up north uh all the way like up like literally hit asakai in the northeast and then keep going up until you hit high sec basically and we lived out of a low sec system there and um yeah we got we got dicked over pretty badly by the invasion stuff like none of us were pveers We, we enjoyed pvp and we didn't really want to the best kind of Keldari. Um, yeah, we didn't really want to to PVE. Um, we didn't really feel like the 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 content was uh, inclusive for us. We didn't really want to do it. Um, so consequently, we lost a bunch of systems, which was fine because we didn't really use a Corio or any system like that. But the biggest thing was the gate camps absolutely dicked us over because in that pipe you have a couple of high sec connecting systems as well. Um, so basically, at one point when they had the the rats on the gates constantly, you couldn't actually get anything bigger than a destroyer through the gates. Um, so consequently, if we went out on a battle cruiser fleet, we were literally limited to a pipe of around six systems, mm-hmm. which yeah, went nowhere. <laughs> I had a fucking worm that got caught by those fucking Triglavians. A worm, a worm. I was like, I was like, I'm in a worm. I'm fine. I'll just align, or you know, just just hit the warp button. I'll be a hundred percent fine. And I got blown up. And that was the day that I was like, okay, how the fuck do I get these guys to stop shooting me? Like, I know people were talking about this. I was like, ah, like uh, that's work effort. What I mean, I fly frigates a lot. I don't really give a fuck. Like, and then that was the day that I was like, okay, 
gonna go to this fucking weird Triglavian constellation that they created, and I'm just gonna shoot a fucking rat and wait for it to die, and then we're good. <laughs> I I got killed in a pilgrim. Oh. I, got, I got killed in a pilgrim by them, and I cloaked. That's the thing. They decloaked you. Uh, they decloaked me because what they do is uh, what they did is basically I um, pressed warp, went to cloak. During my alignment, they were still approaching me and burning towards me, so they ended up decloaking me, and then I got insta-pointed and died. I was just like, wow, this is pure, unadulterated shit. <laughs> <laughs> are you still uh, bad with the Triglavians, or are you, you good now? No, I'm, I'm in a unique position where I am... The game says that I'm 0, 0. 0.0 to both Triglavian and Edencom, yet I'm still able to be shot by Edencom. <laughs> You, you get shot by Edenka, so you got to go find a drone and just shoot it once, man. I've, I've, be got, fine. I've literally got a like it's like a zero point zero zero one good standing to Triglavians, and apparently that's enough of an excuse for Edencom just open up at me whenever I land on a gate. You can get good. I'm good with both of them. So if the, if if you're in Triglavian space and you shoot one drone, just take a destroyer out there, shoot one drone. And you'll get good with both Edencom and with... Uh, it's so weird that... Because normally it's negative you need for Edencom. Like, they actually need to be like, I hate you um, a little bit. And, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, there isn't a lot of Edencom, though, in our space. Um, so I think you're probably also not... It's not that big of a deal. As long as you're good with the Triglavian, you can pretty much get around the war zone in, in FW Galente area, so... And yeah, I, I've been I've been dicked over before a couple of times when I've like chased somebody to a station and not realized it's an Edencom system, and then we've had a fight on the station, and I've instantly just, you know, eaten <laughs> like railgun rounds, just like oh oh okay, where's this guy? He's in a Tristan, and he's hitting me for like a thousand. Like what the hell is going on? And then it's oh, it's an Edencom station, right? Okay, that that explains it. Okay, cool. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yep, I know how that goes. I've also had, um, up in the, like, pipe area, um, by the, uh, Sugerento, or, uh, yeah, Sugerento kind of area, um, I don't know, but there's some, some, like, Keldari rats that show up every once in a while on stations. I don't know if you've ever seen this before, and I've lost a ship because I got into some PvP on a station with somebody, and all of a sudden, like, 20 like Keldari rats showed up out of nowhere and just started flapping me and they were from like the a mining consortium or something like that yeah 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 so that's um yeah so they those are the diamond rats um that are for the mining npcs oh so you, you know when you got those npcs in the astro belts and they'll be my they they might be mining and stuff like that if you attack them the mining fleet will warp off and then a a a uh, PVP quotation marks <laughs> fleet will, will come in um, and they will actually act like a PVP like a player fleet so they will have tacklers that will come and tackle you they have mainline yeah. DPS and support ships they're really annoying uh, as fuck but that'll shoot anybody then it's not just because I'm oh, yeah, Galente yeah, that's that's a like that's a diamond yeah, if rat you, thing if you, if you hit, yeah if you hit the the um, the, the mine but I don't. I didn't touch them. I think I might just have Nig five standings to that. It might be. That yeah, it might be a like. standing. So interesting enough, though, there was. I think there was a story from CCP. Uh, I think it was maybe last year or maybe earlier this year, where there was an empty system in Nullsec, and there was a um, 
a what are called a Blood Raiders Satio spawn in a Nullsec system. The Blood Raider rats went into an asteroid, spawned in an asteroid belt alongside one of these mining fleets. They obviously started shooting the mining fleets, and the mining fleet escalated, and basically both fleets ended up escalating into a massive fight with not a single player in system. <laughs> I remember just, hearing the AI about was that. Just fighting itself. I, I, or a similar story about that happening happening out at like zero point you know zero somewhere or something like that where this it was like drifters like uh, pirate faction got involved and like it was just all these NPCs like fucking killing each other Triglavians and stuff and it was like there's nobody why are we taking so much processing power over here let's take a look holy shit the NPCs have gone to war <laughs> like ah <laughs> uh, awesome so. So you were, you know, uh, sounded like things were kind of winding down for your alliance. Um, what did what did you end up doing after that? Did you stick with the the corporation, or what kind of happened after things started winding down? You guys had just brought down your your Fortizar, you'd said. Um, so yeah, we we, uh, we decommissioned the Fortizar, which was good fun. Not um, so our CEO at the time, uh, a gentleman named. Goes by Myra Stark in the game. Um, it's a very, very awesome fucking guy. Um, he is uh, very military minded, and he basically stocks that Fortazar so that we wouldn't have to leave system to reship or do anything for assets for about three months. So consequently, we had over three thousand ships that we had to all repackage and not bulk repackage, <laughs> like old school one at a time repackage, um, and then move out. Of the forts are before decommissioning it um but yeah after that went to went to templis ended up in Ghostbirds. Ghostbirds was good fun had some really good fights there ended up living out of um a low set pocket near kanaka um and okay. then um the alliance decided to disband uh because real life happens um so i ended up uh flying with a band apart and stay frosty with rick Javex. oh yeah guys. yeah joe bain uh, uh yeah, used to fly or i think he still does technically still fly for them um yeah that's uh, i met up with band brothers does, does some really uh or band apart not band of brothers i keep on doing that to the, the very different I mean, i'm sure i'm sure it's on purpose as well that's, that's... <laughs> Uh, also splotty boom thank you so much for the follow that's uh always always uh, a pleasure to see people following us and uh also if the um anybody that's in chat anybody watching if you've got questions um always feel feel to free the, uh, field them out and uh we'll try and find a spot to, to to ask them of course um but yeah so uh that's awesome. So you joined up with so, and that was not part of faction warfare at that point. So you were doing uh, like pirating work and more, uh, you know, doing uh, shoot anybody that comes your way. Yeah, pretty much. I wanted to try the piracy side of things. I hadn't really done that before. Um, and even though you know the group has some amazing pilots in there, really good guys, um, I, I found myself sort of hankering for some sort of objective-based gameplay. Uh, like it's all well and good. Oh, we're gonna go out and kill like five billion worth of ships in a fleet. You know that's fantastic. That's awesome. That's content. But why? Mm -hmm. um, the and... why has hit me too. When uh, whenever I did piracy, even when I was running my own corporation and doing it, when I was even out in zero point zero, 
and it wasn't a time of war. It was like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Like, what what is my reason to exist? But because exactly. I knew my reason when I was a Galente faction warfare person, it was to fight the fucking war zone and to hold back the tide. Like, let's do this. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You you're in this system. Why am I in this system? Because I'm defending this system. And you know, it's 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 it was hard. It was it was hard to to sort of. Uh, to leave that group because it was they they you know people very like-minded like myself they're very uh, pvp orientated uh but not to the point where you have to like sign your life away so uh i left and i went and started my own corporation and here we are today so tell tell me uh, tell me a little bit about your corporation. Give me a give me a pitch here, or, or give our viewers, or you know the the listeners in the future, what what's up with uh, your corporation? What's the name? What's the the concept? Um. So the corporation name is Mercury Arms. Um. We are a thirty per uh, thirty man um, corporation uh, living in Losec. Um, our main mantra is. Uh, quality over quantity and activity over numbers um so for us uh for me personally i'd rather have a corporation of uh for instance 10 people um and have nine active rather than a corporation of 100 people and have like two actives uh, oh yeah oh yeah i'd almost rather have a group of uh, a corporation of 10 people with nine active than a corporation with 100 people and 10 active exactly you know yeah. because this is you know it's like what are all these other people doing unless it's like you know the 90 buddies that you have you know that are your close friends the 90 friends that play eve because we all have that right like you've got at least 90 close friends that play eve right i mean yeah of course uh, <laughs> <laughs> i mean the thing is as well it's like you can't the, the amount of inactives in a, in a in a corporation you can't uh accurately uh, you can't accurately plan on what you can take and what you can't take. If you have 150 people in corp, then at that level, you should be having a couple of structures to yourself. You should be able to run a jump freighter program. You should be able to do all this ancillary stuff and be able to go for larger objectives. However, with a smaller group that you know, you know that you're kind of limited. And uh, for me, I think I find that a bit a bit better. Also, I think it's a bit more close knit as well. People, you're not a faceless voice on the end of a microphone. You know, that's you know, I can turn around and say, okay, that's that's this person. He he does DJing in in Eastern Europe. He's got a gig next week. <laughs> really good for him, you know. Or this guy, he's he's a teacher, and he's helping my other court mate with his uh, trigonometry exam. You know, that's it's, so it's cool. stuff like yeah. that. It's like it's it's a really awesome vibe and a really. Um, eve vibe to it where you're not just players in a game you're more like friends and more like people with common interests you know i've made a lot of internet friends a lot of internet friends uh by playing eve online and going to different parties and like doing real life meetups but even ones that i never met it took me a long time to meet up with gwen but uh when i got that guy into corp and, and murdering like we became really good friends really quickly through the internet. Uh, and then it was like, okay, we've got to get you to Madtown to, to a meetup. And we finally did that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's awesome. So, um, 
we also went to FanFest, uh, both of us, not together, but uh, we did get to, to hang out with each other. Was that your first FanFest? Uh, no, that was my second FanFest. All right. So tell me about your first FanFest experience. So my first FanFest was 2022. Um, it, I was originally supposed to go to FanFest in 2020. Um, however, uh, COVID happened and uh, Iceland as an island was shut down. Careful with those swear up. words, man. The, the, yeah. The... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so the country of Iceland was shut down for the pandemic um, for obvious reasons. And so mm. there was no fan fest. And um, I really wanted to go to this one because I was very hyped to go to the one in 2020. I'd spent around two grand, 2,000 pounds on getting an apartment getting everything ready and ended up losing about a, a grand about a thousand on that from not being paid back by travel agents and stuff like that so i was determined oh. to go to this one um for sure and uh yeah last year i think the stars aligned because i went there it was a karari themed fan fest it was all done out like g to 4-4 and uh, they announced Uprising, which was the faction warfare changes, which I'd been waiting 10 years to see. So it was very much a, a stars have aligned moment. Oh, I bet you felt, um, you felt like, man, there is no coincidence in the universe. The uh, um, So w were you prepared for them to announce uh, Uprising? I guess they gave you a little, they gave you a, quite a bit of like hints that they were going to faction warfare before that because... About six months before they even announced anything, I was like screaming. You can check; it's on. I, it's on the Federation Frontline Report podcast. We've talked about this multiple times before those changes came up, and I was like, "They're doing it! I know it! I just know it! I've been in this long enough that I can feel that they're coming back to faction warfare. There's something that I'm just kind of like little hints that they put out before they made any real announcement, and everybody was like, "You're stupid." You're, you have no idea how long have you been doing faction warfare because they've never changed it i was like dude they've changed faction warfare they have like how long have you been in it because apparently not long enough to know that a lot of changes have happened to this just not the ones that we really need and uh well that's debatable but anyways where did you have a, an inkling that this was coming um i kind of did i mean i, I was i wasn't 100 percent sure um I was quietly confident and I really wanted the changes to happen and um, there had been a lot of movement on the CSM uh, about factional warfare um, Torvald had messaged me a couple of times asking for uh, you know do you know any any other suggestions and stuff like that have you what have you heard from the, like, the faction warfare community discord what are your court mates and alliance, mate, alliance mates um, saying and we sort of sort of did a bit of a dive into the community and uh into the community groups and stuff like that on discord and on reddit and um basically what he had come up with is exactly what the community had had wanted basically um and he uh was asking this mainly because he was doing a presentation to the sort of higher members of ccp uh, on factional warfare and um yeah it was so I knew something might happen. I wouldn't say I was completely 100% sure. Um, but I was sure enough to make a $10 bet with Virion from, from Spectrefleet as I went into that, nice. that keynote that year. I got to uh, meet him at FanFest. So 
awesome dude. He is, yeah. He um he, he said yeah, there's not gonna be anything cool, but there's no there's no factual warfare changes. So I was like, I'll bet you ten dollars. It was like, yeah, okay, we'll take that bet. And then I ended up winning ten dollars and I got my factual warfare update, so I was a happy boy. <laughs> Stars aligning uh is true. Wow, was that your first time meeting Virian as well? Uh no, I'd met Virian before in uh two thousand nineteen when I was doing the World Invasion tour as part of uh, Streamfleet. Oh, cool, cool, awesome. Um, so what did, how did you feel about, I mean, obviously you loved him, but was there, besides the love, or including the love actually, how did you feel about Faction Warfare changes when they announced them and when they actually implemented them? So we were worried that they were gonna reset all the systems. Mm -hmm. all the contested level of the system so obviously it's a new system with the advantage and stuff like that um thank you that they didn't because we were about 50 percent through a siege <laughs> um but no i was very happy with the changes and uh eager to see how they would change the warzone and and you know a year on oh, yeah over a year on now 18 months on um you can see the changes in the game you can see that low sec uh, faction warfare space is a lot more popular there's a lot more people flying around the content is more focused because of the frontline systems and uh and the ui stuff is 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 fantastic um easy to understand and, and actually gives you the information without having to leave the game client and go to places like dotland and external places so yeah we've got that up on the screen right here you can see the most beautiful map in all of eve online it looks like a fucking stellaris map actually very interactable very awesome um check it out in game um and hopefully they roll out this for like every single like region i feel like should have their own little map like this but there's just no reason to have the faction warfare stuff on it so maybe not, that'll not come out 0, 0.0 at some point so not not yet there's been, <laughs> there's been some hints so um, after the last fan fest, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is there was some there was little little hints out there that were like maybe some faction warfare out in zero point zero, but for fear zero point zero fighting, like oh, we'll they they, they mentioned they might move me. They they alluded. I, was, I would say they mentioned they alluded to the frontline system going out to Nullsec. It doesn't mean that faction warfare will be going out to Nullsec. Although they have alluded to that before. Mm -hmm. But, but I think this is all... actually like taking space. Like the new way to take space will be kind of a frontline kind of. There, there was, there was. I, I, I don't know if you were in that in that room, but there was an intake of breath, possibly a moment of silence there for the entire room when they announced that, and we were just sitting there, like, "Ooh, that's, <laughs> ooh, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a spicy Reddit thread later." Yep, yep, yep. Change is hard, but sometimes change is needed. And speaking of change, how did you feel about them getting rid of the tier system? So I know the Kaldari during that time period, you guys were at tier like five. Like you guys were raking it in. Missions were the greatest thing on earth for you. You guys could just go out with the, what some jackdaws I, and I, I think easy farm. I, I don't, we were at tier five for a while. Um, I don't think we were at tier five when the uprising here. I think we we're at tier four, just about going to tier three. I, I think it was the announcement when you guys were were at that tier yeah, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, good riddance. Uh, the tier <laughs> system was a, a fucking awful system. Uh, very much a rich get richer system. Uh, completely swayed the war zone. 
uh, it became more about LP farming rather than actual PvP prowess and tactics. And um, I think it should have been chucked into a garbage fire about 10 years ago when it first mm -hmm. came out, Where to be honest. Did you, did you experience the first iteration of the tier system? No, but I do know, and I have seen articles in my research that uh, there were certain groups, <coughs> Goon Swarm, that managed to rake in trillions of isk. Yeah, so it was um, basically you got it. a discount on the store, not a LP payout uh, thing. So basically, as you would up your your tier advantage to tier five, it was like a seventy five percent discount on anything that was in the LP store. So everything became super viable to like get and you could do some weird fuckery and it was basically you had 30 minutes, you know, usually during EU time zone to it would you the because back then you could take the entire war zone in like a day, you know, like it was it wasn't that hard if you got enough of the farmers out there. Maybe I'm exaggerating in the day, but it was really quick that the war zone would go all Keldari, all Galente, all Keldari, and you just didn't care except for that like 30 minute period where you would bump up all of the systems, get you up to tier 5, and everybody would do just a bum rush of buying crazy amount of stuff off the LP store. Um, yeah. And that was that was the worst iteration. That was horrible. And I am... Yeah, actually, actually made main like mainline news as well because i remember the article was from mmorpg.com which is was quite a big main <laughs> sort of news source back in the day i don't know if it still is but um uh, like goons raked in trillions of isk um you know that was when the, the sort of prominence of uh vex and navy issues were used out in nullsec to do mm -hmm. ratting and stuff like that because they were disgustingly cheap um before they then nerfed it into the ground and made it a blaster boat. Ha <laughs> 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 um, And that's when the Ishtar became a thing, and that's where we're currently at with the mail. It's even dealers of Ishtars out in Nolsec now. Right. Um, and I think it's actually gone back slightly to, to Vex and Navies because of the build mats for T2, but I can't <laughs> be quoted on that because I don't do much of it. So. The Vexer is still a badass ship. I mean, uh, the Vexer Navy issue is still a lot of fun, definitely. It's um, been outclassed, lately I yeah admit, i mean a couple the, of other faction cruises the, ex but... the executor is uh is is superior in the punch power um and the uh oni is just a really uh you know beautiful kitey fuck around um you know great for the war zone type kind of ship um even though i don't fly it corvus uh can tell you all about how the oni is a fun kick-ass ship yeah i mean <sighs> The, the meta at the moment the exec navy i mean as i quote i don't really like to quote phantomite but i will quote phantomite on it it is the currently the best battle cruiser in the game at the moment because you mean cruiser just, no battle cruiser because oh, it puts the... out a thousand dps with oh yeah okay it's the best little battle cruiser <laughs> they, it's, they it's need a, to it's reclassify yep no it is it, i mean a thousand dps in your face you can do dual webs in a scram i actually was uh i went up against haha uh not too long ago um and uh, one of my fondest memories of that fight was we we he attacked my stabber in a frigate uh and got killed um he came back with a comet and uh he killed me and with uh my stabber went down and then he was like, hey, let's do cruisers, you know, this has been fun. 
And uh, I was like, how about we one-up it? We do faction cruisers. He's like, absolutely, not a problem. So he came out with an ONI. I had the dual web uh, um, executor Navy issue. And he was like, fuck, I was not expecting those dual webs because he had a tracking disruptor. But if you're not moving, I don't, I don't need to track you anymore. All I need to do is punch you in the face at zero. So... It, it gets to, it gets to a point where we have a guy in I think he was in sedition or it was a Galmil guy anyway. We killed his his authoress in an exec navy, and he, even he was complaining about <laughs> it. We were like, "This is this is your ship. This is this is the shit you fly always." You know, <laughs> don't complain at us if your ship is broken. Okay. Oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. Uh, um, yeah, he, we put his author. It was like seven and a half a billion isk or something like that. It's something ridiculous. It's just like unbelievable. unbelievable. <laughs> so tell me, what did you uh, what did you think of the battlefields? And uh, first, what did you think of the announcement of it, and then the actual implementation? What's uh, the the expectation versus the reality? Um, I think there is some balancing to be done with battlefields uh i don't agree with the common thought line that there should be t2 battlefields i think they should remain a faction and, and meta uh arena so to speak um because you have a danger of it turning into you know i'm gonna bring i'm gonna bring an i win button i'm gonna bring like you know vargas or something like that to it and then there's nothing much you can do. I think at the moment they're a very good content generator. A bit grindy at times, possibly. Mm -hmm. But uh, the main problem with them is it's very easy to farm them uh, with mm -hmm. seagulls and stuff like that. There needs to be a... Because there's no... there's no um, There needs to be a system in place where they can tell who is actually participating and who is actually adding something to that battlefield right uh, like more of what what happens in like trig space right where you've got to actually shoot something you know you got to participate a little bit um but even that i think is, is still like seagullable to a certain degree being the one holding down points might be better like um and the, the seagulling thing is really hard they did they did improve it a lot because i mean once uh, at the very beginning of it what you could do the um you could be in the enemy faction and if you seagulled you were fine at five thousand kilometers away you got you got lp payout for being the enemy side that was there um wow that was like day one and i think for the first week or something like that that was happening um and then there, of course, then there was the, okay, so they stopped that, but then there was uh, the 5,000 kilometer seagull that still got paid out, um, but they stopped that, made it so you got to be within like uh, 200 kilometers or 100 kilometers or something like that of the battlefield arena. Um, and uh, and Riley says hi to you, uh, Boss Corvus. And, uh, hi, hi, Riley. How you doing? We've, uh, Riley, Riley, uh, Riley was sneaky at, uh, at FanFest. Because uh, they didn't tell us that they were going. They alluded to it, and we caught like a couple of ob sentences. But it was one of those. It was one of those like conversations where you didn't really think they were talking about it. And um, they uh, they had gone to FanFest, but hadn't informed any of us in Corp that they were there. <laughs> oh, sneaky, then, sneaky! No, but the best bit was is I actually spoke to them on the first day at the sign-ups, but they had got they were there under their alt name, which I didn't connect at all. 
So I was like, okay, cool. Nice to meet you. And then like left and went and did my own thing. And then it was at the law panel when they asked a question. We recognized the voice from comms. And it was like, wait, it's you. <laughs> That's epic. That is so, like, so epic. <laughs> Um, uh, hi EQ, how you doing, man? EQ, welcome, welcome. Yeah, awesome. We got uh, some of your court mates. The, the boss is on TV. Yes, he is on the 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 greatest pirate uh, pirate broadcast coming from uh, Hey Dealey's HQ. We snuck him into the station for for the interviews. So. Don't, don't sugarcoat. They're here to <laughs> harass and heckle. We know we know the game. It's fine. <laughs> Um, so, you know, we've, we've talked about a little bit about battlefields. Uh, one thing that I kind of want to just uh, put out there about this is I really think that they should get rid of offense and defense altogether. I think that there should be, first of all, it doesn't make any sense for battlefield because there's no mechanical difference between offense and defense. So getting a payout that's, you know, okay, so we've got a defensive plex or defensive battlefield that's in a 10% contested area. Why the fuck would we give a shit about doing that besides that it'll make it maybe a little bit more contested? Like, it's not enough to make me go, oh my god, that 10% is now going to jump up to 30 or 40 or something like that. It's it's a, it's a little bit, it's a solid bump and solid bump and advantage, but if it's not a threatened system, who gives a shit? Like, you know, it's and why go defend it? Um, we're not going to make any payout for it. And... Um, and there's, you know, like you guys are going to go strong at it because it's an offensive for you. You get the full payout. Um, so you have a huge incentive to go out and do this and actually be organized about it. Um, besides going and shooting you, which is a good incentive. Uh, but running the battlefield is, is, you know, going and shooting you is a very big incentive. Holding that battlefield is much more like, nah, whatever. Okay, we we got to kill some people. I would, yeah, I would tend to agree because there are definitely a section of players, possibly in both militias, but definitely in Calmill, where they will not run a defensive battlefield because they don't get the LP for it. They don't get much for it, to be honest. If Galmiel doesn't show up, they're just spinning buttons and it's just right. like, well, I might as well go get content over there. If they made it a flat rate, not as high as an offensive battlefield right now, of course, but a flat rate, maybe slightly less. I think it should be the same. I mean, there's no mechanical yeah, exactly. difference. It should, it, exactly. There's there's no difference between them. And in, in effect, that those battlefields should be, from a, from a not from a law point of view, but from a context point of view, should be as important as each other, no matter what system they're in, because it is a battlefield. It's Absolutely. a battle between the factions. So it should be as important whatever system it's in, not just oh, this one is worth slightly more, but you don't do anything different for it. And I think I'd like to also to see, I don't know, a bit more, I don't know if it's even possible, but a bit more sort of uh, dressing to it. Like my, mm -hmm. like, like my, my, my sort of, when they talked about battlefields, my sort of, um, my sort of, interpretation was you'd go into this this plex this megaplex and there would be huge fleets of npcs just fighting each other smashing the shit out of each other sort of thing and you even though you are a capsuleer you are still a very small cog in this overarching battle that gives life to the war zone right these empires are actually taking pieces out of each other to try and take this, yeah, this dreads dropping maybe even a titan shows up to exactly, like, exactly. Know, not, not not no loot or anything right yeah maybe exactly. no loot no, we or it would be it would be add to like a grand scale of epicness that would mm -hmm. be you know 
holy shit, I'm in a fight here. But not, not, and instead we kind of got, well, this is a complex, but it's three capture points. And, you know, you, know, you, kill, you got you some rats, rats running around, yeah. but they're not, it, And then there's a couple impressive. of wrecks of capitals scattered around, but no yeah. actual, you know, if you, and it's, Why did we show up so late to the battle? Like, apparently. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, it seems like it's already over, and it's just like the, the stragglers of both forces are just kind of, just kind of picking at each other, you know? Um, but, uh, it's, it's, um... Yeah, that that was my impression of it. I'd like to see something like that. Like if you and it's not beyond the realms of possibility. If you look at the new MPE, um, when you first start the game and stuff yep. like that, the, the cinematics of that, even though you're out on grid and in space, is incredible. Um, so something like that for Battlefields would be fantastic. I don't know how plausible it would be because I'm not a game developer and I have no idea what CCP's resources are at, at this time, but. Um, CCP please, I guess, is is the conclusion to that one. Um, but yeah, I've, uh, definitely. Um, one thing, real quick, I just want to like point out that Riley asked Pirate Bot broadcast. So um, the Federation Frontline, otherwise known as Golden Age Stories, back uh, before the great rebranding that happened like two days ago, um, was uh, has been and always will be. A pirate corporation, privateer. We're a privateer broadcast, but that doesn't sound as cool. We're, so, 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 my my RP, my role playing uh, retort to that would be apparently the uh, the Galante's uh, allegiance to a cause is as loose as their morals, right? <laughs> hey, man. It, from a, it all all depends on what point of view you're coming at it from. From a, from a certain point of view. Vader killed Anakin Skywalker. So <laughs> he also he also killed a lot of younglings. I seem Jesus to remember as well. Fuck, Children, man. Was so. was that Darth Vader or was that Anakin Skywalker? I mean, technically, he wasn't. He was still Anakin, right? He was in his process. He needs transition well, process. He was a Darth Lord, Dark Lord of the Sith at that point. I would argue, and that 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 is when it wasn't the suit that made Vader. It wasn't the getting cut down by Obi-Wan that made Vader. Um, Vader's the one who choked not his wife, but a woman that was carrying his babies. You know, like, that. Vader was the one who chopped down the children. And real I would, quick I would, here, I would say I would say he became Vader when he went and killed all those separatists. Oh, oh, what we got? We got, ah, uh, he's got a lightsaber. I knew he was going to bring it. I knew it. <laughs> It's kind of loud, so I don't want to be too crazy with it, but yeah, this fucker is rated to smash. Like, me and my wife, the moment that, uh, that we, I, so I got this as a present for her for coming to FanFest. Um, got one, I uh, got the buy one, get one free deal, the Anasoka deal that, that came out, and, um, I, uh, I was like, you came to FanFest, and she even said that it was better than Gen Con. Like, and we go to Gen Con every year, 100,000 nerds gather for different, you know, things that we do out there. And uh, she was like, this was better than Gen Con. And she's not like hardcore Eve at all. Like, she, she'll come out in fleets and she, you know, likes likes the look of it to a certain degree. But, you know, overall, she, she'd rather be playing other games like Borderlands and stuff like that. So I kind of drag her out. Um, but we did meet via... Um, not really meet we hung out a lot because of eve online because she lived in france for a little while 
and uh, when we, her friend group is all playing Eve and stuff. So anyways, I was like, you know, awesome. Thanks for coming with me. Um, she loves Halloween and dressing up and loves Star Wars. So I was like, I was just one night in Iceland looking at uh, different things. And all of a sudden I saw an ad for this fucking lightsaber that you could smash up against a tree with a bunch of might. And I was like, okay, I'm buying this one for my wife and one for me. As soon as we got them, we lightsaber battled, like, immediately. It was, like, just epic. And That's awesome. <laughs> the only sad part is, is my puppy. I've got a great Dane. She's two and a half years old, and she was like, Mommy and Daddy are trying to kill each other. Like, this is, I have, oh, no. she, like, ran down into my office, which she doesn't hang out in my office a whole lot. Uh, and she immediately went down into my office and hid underneath my desk. And I was like, oh, man, my puppy dog hates the lightsaber. It's funny, but also very sad. Uh, that is, that's... <laughs> <laughs> but I think the, the thing is with FanFest, I think it's the community that makes it an event, man. It's not, you know, I don't think it, mm-hmm. as an event, it's, you know, it's, it's okay. pretty standard. There's, yeah. there's, you know, there's panels, there's keynotes. It's not it's not in reinventing the wheel, but right. I think it's players and community. here and there, you know. Exactly. Spin, spin yeah. the wheel, maybe. players it's... and community that yeah. make it what it is. Um, yeah. And the fact that devs are so willing to to interact with uh, with the players as well. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, that's huge. Huge, huge for me. I was like, man, I get to hang out with CCP Aurora and talking to CCP Swift. I've interviewed Swift in the past uh, on my World of Darkness podcast. Can't get CCP onto Federation Frontline, but actually I've, I'm working on that right now. There's, there's already plenty of tin hats out there <laughs> that are like CCP flying with uh, with Galmeo again. I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be some people who uh, will be like, look. but uh but yeah so um so that fan fest was sounds like that was pretty epic for you i also want to get in that uh we went to fan fest uh 2023 the 20th anniversary tell me what how was that experience for you coming back to iceland for a second time for the 20th anniversary uh absolutely amazing iceland is a fantastic place in reykjavik also a fantastic uh, city uh, it was great to go actually be able to go to the the CCP HQ as well uh, meeting other Eve partners as well was really good um, it's a shame I didn't get to go into the actual studio itself we kind of just hung out outside in the reception area but uh, it was crazy just seeing all these players in one spot and players that hadn't played the game for for years and years and years and made an effort to get out there. I was blown away by how many people are like, I haven't played in five years. And I'm like, fuck, man, you're like, you're a special, like, fruit out there. Like, there's something special about EVE, uh, especially EVE Fan Fest, if there's people who have stopped playing the game for five years, but they're coming out to the social gathering for this. And uh, it would be interesting to see a metric on how many new subscriptions there were after FanFest as well, or renewed subscriptions, I should say. I bet a lot of renewed. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know know there's one person on Twitter, I can't remember the name now, but they tweeted out that they'd gone to FanFest after not playing for many years, and they are now, uh, they resubbed for two years on a 24 hour, 24 month (laughs) sub. Um, which is fantastic, you know, awesome. Um, but I think that's it was that's all down to the community and the fan fest effect. I think 
is, yep. is uh, a big one. Um, I'm so glad they managed to get the monument fixed this year. Last year, yes. they did not have it fixed. I heard about um, that. Um, and yeah, this is that, that was that was the only letdown from that fan fest was going to the monument and then discovering that all the plates were out of order. Um, so the app was like the website where you go on to search your mm -hmm. name was useless. Couldn't find my name, couldn't find any name. Oh, um, yes. Some of them had been placed in upside down. Oh. Uh, they hadn't engraved some of the plates, so they just printed over the top of the metal. So in the weather, they had just faded to a point where you couldn't read them. Um, so I'm really happy that they'd actually gone through and, and and improved it and actually made it, you know, what it should be, which is a monument to EVE Online and something inclusive for all players. So Do that's, you have uh, Chevron good. next to your name? Yeah, I got a 10-year one as well, yeah. Nice, uh, nice. On there, which is pretty cool. Uh, ironically enough... I got uh, it as well. Little, little fun fact. Um, when I first started playing EVE, I played for about a month, and then I sort of lost interest in it. I, I get It was more of a frustration thing. I didn't really understand what I was doing. So, therefore, I was just like, yeah, I don't want to play it. So, I took a break for about three or four months. And then I got an email... I came back to the game and I was like, right, I'll start a new character and we'll see what happens. And Corzonzo was to be biomass and disappear forever. Um, and then I got an email saying that Corzonzo, because I'd logged in at that certain point, was going to have a name on the monument. So I was like, well, I've got to keep it now. <laughs> and, you know, eight, nine years later, we're now... <laughs> <laughs> forever Corvus on zone forever on the monument which is which is fantastic but there was a point where that was going to disappear wow um, wow Samson that... 07 man hey hey how's it going strength strength and Samson. oh and the tears oh tier wow one gifts thank you god man i love you so much riley got one awesome riley check out my shit all the time now and uh that'd be awesome uh, Riley also Riley also streams as well. If you want oh, to check that out, as well. yeah, definitely. Uh, I think I think there's a command. Maybe uh, Samson, if you can figure out what the command is for the shout out to uh, to Riley, and uh, definitely um, that's uh, thank you so much, Samson. Samson's fucking. I I reached out on Facebook. Was like, hey, anybody want to like interview for Eve Online on my show? Uh, you know the federation frontline report and he was like i don't do faction warfare but i want to tell my story and like ever since we've been like he's my eve wife man i love him he's done so much work <laughs> so much work for the federation frontline all the graphics pretty much all the graphics that you see are his um the the new intro that we have uh is a combination of his work and another 3d artist that we combined took all the cool like logo stuff and moved it on over um but we were talking about uh the monument i just want to ask real quick how many names how many requests did you get for monument pictures of of the the person's name on the monument um i got a couple i only did one though because I'm, I'm i wanted to go get drunk <laughs> So I I actually was like really determined because I've got like buddies who haven't been playing the game. One of my buddies who introduced me to game, Coder Fastil, he was uh, the guy that got me in in 2003. And I looked at the game and I said, this is fucked up. Uh, the beta is weird. I don't know what the fuck is going on. It seems like it would be really cool, but I ain't got time for this. I got to chase girls, you know, things to do when you're, uh, I was 19 at the time in 2003. And... Uh -huh. um, 
And so he logged on recently just to get the Chevron on his name. So I knew I had to go get his name. Um, I had a bunch of other buddies that, you know, had been playing the game that were on the, uh, that are no longer playing. So I was like, maybe if I get a picture of this and get the drug back in their veins and get them back in yeah, the Yeah, yeah. Um, so we went out and I, I went to the monument three times to the first time when the, with the unveiling that they did. Um, got a good number of names there. A second time, um, not too long after that, to like I think the same day we went back to get some more names as we got requests as I was posting them. And then uh, we did a late night midnight run after the top of the world, uh, the party at the top of the world. We oh, man, to... that's, that's commitment right there. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, we went to Lebowski's afterwards, got pretty trashed with goons and stuff like that. And, uh, and then... I was like, well, how are we going to get home? Well, we're going to take the scooters. And this is the first time I took those like scooter thingies that they've got. Um, and my wife was like, they're really awesome. You'll love it. But I was like, okay, we're a little drunk though. Let's go down to the monument, get the last few names that we, I probably pulled like 20 names off of that thing. Um, and uh, I was like, oh, well, let's do the last ones here. We went there, sobered up. And then we did the fucking nano fleet through fucking Reykjavik. It was epic. We're like, yeah, they go like 20 kph. Just like this zooming around. Oh my god, that was epic. That was one of the highlights for me. Was like, okay, anytime I go to Reykjavik or anywhere, I see those fucking scooter things because they are around in Merrick too. I'm, I'm gonna jump on those. Me, me. I've not, I've not partook in the scootering yet. I think, um, I think one of the highlights for me was I. I wasn't able to get tickets to the pub crawl because they'd sold out almost immediately. I couldn't either. I got lucky getting a, a buddy of mine. Um, so uh, I was just sort of hanging out, and we ended up hanging out with Erst, uh, the streamer, Erstlag, mm -hmm. and a couple of other streamers. And um, we were just like hanging out in a whiskey bar right around the corner. And um, he went, oh, Lloyd George, is, Lloyd George is upstairs. So I was like, okay, cool. What's he look like? He's like, oh, he's a, he's a short guy with a beard was like, and glasses. Okay, cool. Went up there and he was like, right, the bar's packed, right? Let me, let's do some recon. Let's have a look on Twitter, see if we can find a picture of this guy. Found a picture. It was a picture of him and his twin brother. They're identical. <laughs> so I was like, oh, great. Fantastic. Right, okay, cool. And then I saw one of them walking, like speaking to one of the security guys. I think he was trying to get outside and the guy was like, oh, you can't take glass outside or something like that. But what's up to him? It was literally like out of the blue, just went, do you play EVE Online? And he's like, yeah. It's like, is your name Lloyd George? He's like, no, that's my brother. I was like, cool. Where is that man? Because I want to meet him. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's like, yeah. And we spent, and ironically enough, we spent time, um, we spent time there uh, talking to Lloyd George and they flew, they flew in sedition. So ironically enough, we probably fought against them at some point in the past or, re or more recently. And um, yeah. They've they they're in sedition. They're in low sec doing faction warfare stuff, which is that's awesome. so awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah, the pub crawl. I thought that was really interesting. That the pub crawl. You didn't need tickets. Tickets got you free drinks. Uh, but like I was the, even the talk last the last pub they were checking the passes because we yes, had a look the, around and we were checking. You so could we also get last. a separate ticket for that, but that sold out also very quickly. Yeah. Um, and but yeah, that was that was the the last pub at the very end. But I did find that kind of interesting because, like, CC, I was talking to CCP Aurora the whole time because she was in in my group, 
Um, and at the beginning of it, I was like, yeah, I almost didn't get in on this. And I got a few buddies and my wife wasn't able to get on this, unfortunately. And she was like, oh, I didn't get in on this either. Like, I'm just here. Like, <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, yeah, that does make sense. I did, I did, I did, I did see some, I did see some, some guys get, get snuck in, um, which was hilarious. Cause it was like, who do you fly with? I was like, I fly with this person. Was that, and, the, and the guy was like, eh. I was like, right, I, play with, I, fly, I fly with PL. I was like, ah, that's better. And then they just sort of walk, got walked in. <laughs> it was like, oh, I want to do that, but I can't degrade myself and say that I fly with PL because I got just something inside me. Nuke, uh, Nuke says, you know, he's wondering why you haven't given him a shout out yet. Uh, because um, I, <laughs> I don't know. But yes, guys, uh, Nuke Blast, one of our uh, senior FCs in the corporation, absolutely wonderful person, um, and uh, has uh, revolutionized how we do fleets in um, in Mercury. Uh, Ex-Odin ex cool, Odin's cool guy. Oh, well, first of all, ex-Faction Warfare guy. I flew with this guy. And Gnose as well. Yeah, sorry. So these two guys, uh, Gnose was actually the CEO of Ghostbirds. Uh, so I flew under under his command um, in 2017 or 2018, and um, the um, uh, Nuke was an FC as well, and they both left and went to go do uh, Alliance tournament things, and uh, they have come back to Factional Warfare, and in some cases come back to the game and have been absolutely amazing, and it's a pleasure to fly with you guys. Awesome. And uh, we do have a shout-out section, too. So we actually haven't even got to, to, to shout-outs yet. Uh, but uh, maybe this is a good reminder for you on that, too. And I think you kind of did it here. But um, we are running a little bit low on time. I do need to get prepped and ready for talking in stations. Um, and I wanted to make sure there's two things that I wanted just to, to hit on real quick here. What do you think about the Deathless um invasion that that's going to be happening here but uh what are your thoughts there um from an rp perspective it does have some interesting uh interesting potential uh consequences throughout the universe um mechanically uh i wish that uh, well i'm hoping that it opens up to other pirate uh, pirate groups uh, hi Tamba, how you doing? Shout out to Corvus Mom. Thank you, <laughs> lovely lady. Um, <laughs> um, mechanically, I wish I'm hoping that they open up it, uh, open it up to other um, factions, to other factions, uh, particularly Mordus, because as Kadari militia, we actually get a derived standings increase to Mordus Legion oh. without running any Mordus Legion stuff. So at the moment, I've never touched Mordus Legion missions or done ratting or anything like that, and I have like plus eight to Mordus Legion command, <laughs> which would be great because I want free Garmas. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? Um. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how many people jump ship from the empires and go to do the piracy stuff. I'm definitely um, going to duel it. I was considering very strongly, but Frozen has been part of uh, the Galente faction warfare since the beginning, you know, with a little bit of hiatuses to go take uh, trips out to 0, 0.0 and party hardcore. But um, I was really torn when they first announced this, especially the way that they announced it. 
Um, if it was maybe Blood Raiders, I might have even been more tempted because just to go and be a murderous bastard of evil uh, is, you know, kind of what you do in EVE sometimes. So, But uh, the two factions, Angels is kind of cool. I really want the new Titan epic looking Titan. Um, I've, I've heard there's a couple of pirate groups that are moving out to deploying, sorry, deploying Mimitar space to uh to get their hands on their titan so yeah i mean i'm sure that's going to be an expensive blueprint in the lp store for sure um but uh and it probably you know in the end it'll be worth probably maybe two million uh or two million is per 1000 lp um but uh, we'll see. I mean, normally that's around one one million per one thousand, but man, that uh, that Titan looks fucking sexy, and everybody and their mother and brother are gonna want it, even if you can't fly it. I mean, I think that I just want a blueprint kind of sitting there, or the, find a way to find a safe spot for it to kind of sit, just so I can go jump into it and just look at it and be like, yes, I got this. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I I was considering jumping ship, but I've decided to put my alt. I've got an alt who's good enough. He does all my hauling, but he's got, like, skills to go fight. So I was like, fuck it. Let's get him out of the hauling role. We'll find a new alt or a new way of, of getting my shit to me. Um, but I really think you're right that there's going to be a large jumping of uh, people over to the pirates. Like, I'm kind of scared to see what happens with that. There's um, actually a really interesting a couple of fun facts from the event, actually. Um, so talking to one person on the Titan. Um, so that Titan, its base inertia has, is the same inertia you get if you put like all nanofibers in the lows in a in a like um, avatar. Um, oh, that's with epic. That, with, that, with that concept in mind, um, if you put enough nanos on it, um, you could potentially get an align time of around seven seconds in a Titan, which is fucking crazy pants. Yeah, that's gonna um, that's gonna doomsday some motherfuckers in GTFO all the oh, time. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, another thing was as well as just speaking to one of the CCPers um, on the whole suppression stuff and the whole corruption stuff for the event. So um, apparently they ran simulations on it in the office. And um, basically, if nobody does any of the suppression stuff, potentially, uh, it will spread to every low sex system uh, that is a 0.8 or lower in security, uh, with the potential of obviously lowering the security status of those systems as well. So potentially turning sections or even entire parts of low sec into null sec is a, is a potential thing that could happen. Yep, and uh, it's only temporary. Um, but it's, it's, you know, I don't know how long that is, or if, if you don't fight it at all, will it stick around even longer kind of thing? We're going to see what, what, what happens there. I'm excited to see some lowering of the security status. It's not official. It won't show, I don't think, the, the lowering of the actual security status, but the new mechanics will be in there. Um, I was, I was listening to the, the panel on that and they were like, it won't be official. Like it won't drop the actual security but you can use maybe bubbles in in low sec you might be able to um do some uh structure bashing in high sec while the invasion is going on and everybody who thought that their high sec structures that were safe maybe ain't so safe anymore um so we'll see we'll see what what comes with that um 
I'm I'm super excited. The announcement was epic. We're gonna get the three body problem, you know. Two orbital bodies, you know what the fuck's gonna happen. Three orbital bodies, who the fuck knows, man? What's gonna smash into what? Um, I was talking to CCC Burger about that, and uh, that was. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'm I'm super excited. I wish we had more time to talk about that. I want to bring you back on, especially once this expansion hits, um, and and definitely talk to you more about this. Um, I, we, I wanted to get some time to talk about the first person shooter, but once again, we'll have to talk about that when you, uh, when you come back on, cause I always want to give a little bit of a spotlight. Um, you know, anything that you want to talk about, anything you're passionate about, do you stream, which I know the answer to that question, but I would like you to answer it. Um, do you have any special projects, a YouTube, you know, a website? What, what is there about you? Also, if, whatever you're passionate about you want to talk about and of course if you want to give any shout outs to anybody which we've already done a little bit of so yeah sure um so i stream eve online um i do at least two streams a week but the the schedule does vary because of my full-time job um but uh yeah i do low sec faction warfare and uh occasionally occasionally some day tripping out to null sec very occasionally um, I tend to make stupid decisions um, with really expensive ships. So if you uh, want to head on over and, and see uh, some faction warfare action or just want to see some PvP action, uh, do come and join us. Uh, we operate a couple of activities for viewers. So we have a song quest line so you can play music that you'd like to listen to. Uh, with a couple of caveats, of course, because I'm not a moron and I know what the community is like. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, yeah, and we do giveaways and stuff like that, and of course Twitch drops uh, when they are available. Um, so my shoutouts. Uh, so first of all, my shoutouts are already done, which is uh, Gnose and Nuke and EQ, who are all part of my leadership team in Mercury Arms. And in fact, all of Mercury Arms do a, a fantastic job um, of defending their space. Um, we've been described as uh, quote scrappy um, and quite tenacious. So yeah, shout out to everybody in the corporation for for logging in, playing this really dumb space game, and spinning buttons with me. Um, and uh, we have plans in the works for the future, but I'm not going to reveal those now. Mm. Um, so you'll just have to watch the space. Mm, yeah, check so, yeah. you out on. Uh, Going to have to check you. Out. I love that you stream PvP, um, and that is a, it's a rare sight to see in in Twitch. A lot of people just playing the regular game and and if you know if if there is streaming there's usually like a huge delay or you know 95 percent of the screen is blocked out so you don't get you know can't get any info but you you have a really good stream i really like it um thank you so much for coming on it's been an honor to have you on it's always great to have the keldari come over and uh be willing to talk to me it was really hard at first to get anybody they were like fucking podcaster for the Galente, you fucking asshole. And I was like, man, I just want to, I just want to be friends. I love the Keldari. I want them to be strong. I want them to kick ass and take names so that we can kick ass and take names back at you. Um, the stronger you are, the stronger we need to be. We can feed off of each other. And everybody's got all, or got uh, farmers in their fucking, you know, thing. Like, yeah, you got a lot of them because of Jitta and stuff like that, but that's not to be used against you. I mean, that's just the way that the fucking thing is. And it's kind of great because we can go chase some some uh, farmers and shit while we're facing off against the big-ass super fleets that you guys can uh, field out into the universe. Or the small gangs, 
that uh, that we both definitely love to field. Um, yeah, once again, thank you for coming on to the show. Um, thank you for having me, man. It's been an absolute pleasure, and it was absolute ple- uh, an absolute privilege to meet you at FanFest, my dear. Yes. Um, there are, I mean, the year before we had a couple of uh, Galmiel guys at FanFest, and they didn't really want to come over and talk we got got a bit of the old stink eye from them to be honest so it was nice to actually to meet you guys and meet meet you know gwen and everything and and hang out for a little bit so um yeah i'll definitely want to be coming back on if if you'll have me absolutely uh, absolutely um and yeah so we got our new website up and running we just did a whole new branding um thing here so everything is federation frontline now the podcast the youtube the corporation and eve online the Twitch channel is all switched over. We've got our awesome new epic, uh, you know, opening and closing graphic that we, we video that we've built now for this. Um, FederationFrontline.com is also up and running now. Um, and actually, I haven't checked. Let me check real quick here. But Federation Frontline, uh, FederationFrontline.com should also go there. Federation Frontline. Let me just check that real quick here. We put in the redirects a little while ago. Ah, no, it's not working yet. We gotta fix that. Um, but yeah, a lot of work to still be done. But uh, definitely, um, lots of stuff that that are in the works. We've got lots of interviews coming up here, and um, I'm going to be doing a Spectre Fleet later on today. I just got hired by Spectre Fleet to do um, FCing for them, which is epic. Super excited about that. Um, so if anybody wants to come out and do some uh, some Spectre fleeting with me today, it's going to be in at, uh, I think it's 1800 Eve time. Let me double check that here. Spectre fleet. Ooh, uh, Spectre fleet dot, Spectre f- dash fleet dot space. I love their, uh, their setup here. I should actually get a dot yeah, space. Um, so yeah, 1800 Eve time. We are going to be taking out Thrashers, and we're going to go have fun inside the Mimitar War Zone, Mimitar Amar War Zone. Um, and, of course, there's going to be lots of uh, different interviews, uh, special interviews like I had here with Corvus. Um, so, once again, thank you, Corvus, for coming on. This has been epic. Thank you all for watching, everybody that's been watching, everybody that will be listening in the future. Um it's been an honor to be part of this Eve community and I can't wait to see what 20 more years looks like. So, so Mercury arms is recruiting. Yes. Mercury arms. <laughs> yep. And Federation frontline report.com. Um, we're mercenary organization, man. Like you can come in murder, get paid by us and get the LP. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, thank you all. Have a great night and thank you all for your time. <laughs>